0: I've been here that I haven't preached or touched upon. Tonight is confidence through discernment. Uh, We can't have much confidence in God's Word unless we understand it. And a couple chapters in the Bible is better than going over the whole Bible and say, you know, I'm spiritual. I've read the whole Bible. And I've read the whole Bible through, you know, but to uh, confidence through discernment. And I've learned, and I trust you have learned, that being saved is just the beginning of the journey. It's not the end. Most people think, I'm saved, so now I don't have to worry about anything. Well, you know, it's... uh, like getting married when you say I do and the preacher pronounces you man and wife you're married but that don't mean you don't have a good marriage it takes labor, time, love patience, forgiveness we go on and on and on but here in 1 John chapter 4 beginning with verse 1 beloved believe not every spirit but try the spirits whether they are of God Because many false prophets are drawn out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist whereof ye have heard. That is to come, and even now, already in the world. Now, you think about the uh, people, you know, and uh, uh, getting on Facebook, and uh, and there are certain things have to happen. One of our members asked me about the Red Heifer. I can not give you a verse and give you the teaching. The Red Heifer has got to be found before the temple will be built. The red heifer was found last week, and the temple started this Sabbath on Saturday in Jerusalem building the new temple. But to say, give me a verse, no. Uh, you would have to take that verse out of context and say, yeah, here, here it is. And if you're going to preach the Bible, discuss the Bible, you got to keep whatever you believe in context of the Scripture. Uh, so, uh, I've been been studying that for a long, long time. Uh, but uh, I refuse to do like some of the brethren do, which I love and respect, get you a tidbit on Facebook or a tidbit in a uh, you know a and. To say, "Hey, are you ready?" A lot more to it than that. You know, it's like claiming to be a child of God because you were baptized. Well, you know, there's a lot of people get baptized that's never been born again. A lot of people join church, been faithful in the church, taught Sunday school classes, led singing. You know, never been born again. Uh, So, but. Confidence is through discernment. And it goes on to say in verse 4, ye are of God's little children and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I think we need to look at that kind of verse. Are we overcoming the world or are we saying the, all the problems in this world and all the temptations in this world we can't overcome it I'm here to tell you you can because the bible says you can anything that God said is wrong if you get close enough to the Lord it won't bother you it doesn't stop it from happening but it won't affect you you know and so what this has has done you know people say well I you know this earth's only here for a couple more years so I'm going to eat drink and be married Well, if you eat, drink, and be merry, you're going to hell whether this uh, uh, world stays another day or 500 years, and nobody knows. But we can be sure of some things, or we can have confidence through discernment. Discernment. Do you understand what God is saying? Do you understand that when he prophesied, he's coming back, and he's giving us signs when he will? And the red heifer and the building of the new temple, they are all signs that the end is near. But we changed this pick out of one or two signs and say, now, you know, what's out? We can't say because the government, I believe this, and I, you know, I can't prove it from scripture, but uh, I believe the principles are, you know. Uh, drove in my pocket, and I got, I don't know, $25 or $30 in my pocket. It may be before this year over that you're not going to have any money in your pocket. You'll still have your money, but you won't have it in cash because one of the signs is a uh, money, tangible money, will not be in use. And if you follow our intelligent, most wonderful guide of a president, he he has hinted hinted time and time again he won a cashless society. Uh, Somebody told me today, they're talking about a a concert, and they said, you know, that so many places are not taking check or cash. Got to have a card. Because they getting everybody ready for a cashless society. Well, when you can not get to your money, but through a card, you know, you may wake up one morning and you have no money. You know, I don't know that. I'm not, you know, don't go out here and say I'm. I'm just saying. But what are the evidence? What are the? Uh, what's going to happen when we no longer? have a checking account and can write a check, but you can only buy through the card. Is that the mark of the beast? No. We can go as far east, Brother Steve, as we want to. You know. Uh, It's just uh, what we need, and I'll be preaching and teaching on this for several Wednesday nights. And the same, that our trial is smaller on Wednesday night. And, you know, it's it's just like Wednesday night is not important because all of their friends, and I don't have anybody in mind, your friends, if you've got any friends at all that are Christians and are not independent missionary believers, most of them don't have a Wednesday night service. Most of them don't have Sunday school. I mean, you know... And when you take the teaching away, when you take the church away, then you're going to fall for what the devil puts out there because that's the way this old flesh is. But God said, ye are of God's little children. You know, ye are of God's little children. And have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now, if we believe that, and I do, if God is in you, you have more power to keep on keeping on than the devil has to get you to stop. Who do you yield to? Now, a person may say, I don't believe that. I don't agree with that. Then explain to me what verse 4 is saying there. God said, ye are of God little children. Who's he talking to? Little children of God. He's not talking about a three-year-old child. We, When we were first born, we are children in the flesh. We are children. So he said, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Why don't I believe in abortion? Because greater is the one in me than the one in Washington. Then he goes on to say, You know, in verse 5, they are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. When you listen to the news, I don't care what channel you listen to, whether you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, it makes no difference. We look to fleshly leadership. That's not the answer. That's not the answer. Why do we get people like certain presidents and certain senators? Because still, after all what we've drawn through, the majority don't vote. The majority don't stand up. You know. But the reason is, if you believe the title, we get confidence through discernment. You've got to understand. You cannot use a computer. You cannot, you know, I, uh, I had this pile of junk, which I call it the most of the time, you know, had a hundred and some emails, and I couldn't get into them, you know. Go back and you do all this. But once I discern how this thing works, and no, I haven't, but if I could, I would have no problem. See, God ordained that Adam and Eve should not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Satan came and said, Yea, have God said?" He didn't come to them and say, God said, don't eat. He said, yea, have. And what does these fly-by-night preachers and teachers, does the Bible really say that? You know, I had one today. She, She asked me, she said, you seem pretty calm. I said, God's my Savior. And whether I've got a bad heart that is fading or a good heart that's nothing wrong with it, I'm going to die right on time. And she said, you don't really believe that, do you? I most certainly do. You know. Now, if you don't believe that, then you're, you're not going to enjoy your life because you may, hey, I may die tomorrow. If you're saved, praise God. I mean, I don't want to die tomorrow. You know, here in a few weeks, me and my precious granddaughter plan on going to the smokers. You know. So I at least want to live through October. So I don't believe that I'm in control of my life because I'm not. But either Satan controls you, Steve, or God. I don't know which one controls you. I believe I know which one who who controls you. But you know. See, each one of us knows where we are spiritually. See, The New Testament age no sooner had God ordained the apostles to teach doctrine that false teachers began to question it. You know, we we see that all the time. If if people have not been taught, if they do not read their Bible, if they have no idea what the Bible says, then they begin to question anything that they hear that is not what they cut their spiritual teeth on. And believe me, only church I ever went to before I started going to Grace Baptist Church in Georgetown was a Presbyterian church. And I can tell you a true story about, about that. They had an evangelist. He quoted John 5.24. You ever read John 5.24? So I asked my pastor, you know, at the time I said, does John 5.24 really mean what it says it means? And he said, you're too young. What? Here's a pastor of a church, and he doesn't have enough knowledge to explain to an 11- or 12-year-old kid that what God says... They don't want you to know. They don't want you to know that God is in control of your life. And a lot of things in our life is not what it ought to be because we don't depend upon God for the answer. But Jude, in the book of Jude, you know, verse 3 and 4, Jude said, you know, Beloved, when I gave all in diligence to write unto you of a common salvation. Now, you know, what is a common salvation? In, In other words, there isn't but one way to be saved. Can't be saved any other way Than through a common salvation, everybody is saved the same way. Now, the question is do we we believe that? Do we want to realize what God has has said? And, you know, do we? Or do we say, well, you know, this is the way I see it? It's not important the way I see it. It's not important the way Steve sees it. See, important is if Steve disagrees with me or if I disagree with, with Steve, can I take Steve to the Bible and show him where he's mistaken? Isn't that what court is about? When somebody takes you to court, have anybody ever had a speeding ticket and said, I'm not going to pay it, I'll take you to court? And you go down the traffic court and the top that wrote you up don't show up. You know what they do? They throw it out. Why didn't that top show up? Why does that person say that when they disagree with something that God said, you know, well that's your that's your interpretation? Well, you know, God says, you know, very very simple. In the Word of God, and we look at at Jude, a little small book here, you know, and uh, we look at verse three. It said, "Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of a of the common salvation. In other words, everybody is saved the same way. Common salvation. It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith what which was delivered unto the saints. But you know the average Baptist don't even read the Old Testament. I can't understand the Old Testament. You can't understand the New Testament unless God gives you understanding. But he says, goes on, and he said in verse 4, for there are certain men trap unawares who were before of old ordained to his condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into less and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you realize that when a preacher gets up and tells you you got to belong to a certain church to be saved, that he has erred from the truth? that you got to be baptized in order to be saved, he's erred from the truth. When he says that one church is as good as another, he's erred from the truth. So, Brother Vance, can you prove that? I sure I can. If one church was as good as another, why would Jesus Christ start one? So, First John... You know, First John chapter 4, you know, it, it's that apostle is warning concerning false teachers. He is commanding them to use spiritual discernment. See, we get confidence through spiritual discernment. If I knew how this thing worked, I wouldn't have to ask nobody to help me. But I don't have iPhone discernment. And that's why we can't fix something if we cannot discern how it works. But those people who can read semantics and diagrams, they can. But a diagram of that thing would be useless to me. and this Bible is useless to you to understand truth unless you know Jesus Christ. He's the great teacher. So our warning comes from the Word of God, but we must read it if we will be protected. First other time i was just skipping through this book you know I talked about Pearl Harbor radar picked up Japanese planes but the radar technician was told to ignore these blips on the radar screen because they were thought to, to be supply planes from the west coast you know that's exactly what so many Christians are doing they are not paying any attention to the message from God. But when we look in the Bible and we look at Ephesians, you know, we look at Ephesians. Tell me about Ephesians chapter 6. You know, when we let the Word of God speak to us, But let's let's notice, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, chapter 6 and verse 12, God said this, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. See, our, our enemy is not what we see. Our enemies is what we don't see. And that's exactly what God is saying here in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, or false prophets. But we have intelligent people that have told me to my face, they couldn't be on TV if they preach untruth. Man, what have you been drinking? What's wrong with your brain? But see, God didn't leave us helpless. If what anybody preaches does not come from this word, he's preaching false doctrine. And false doctrine will take you to hell sitting on the pew of a Baptist church. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and you know, verse 1 or 21 says, Prove all things, hold fast, that which is good. I believe that Paul was telling the church, if you believe something, be able to prove it from God's word. Was that what he said? Prove all things. But instead, well, that's what mama believed, that's what daddy believed, and that's what the church taught, so I just took for granted it was true. You should be able to. You also should be able to to, uh, have a president or senator or anybody that takes the pledge that I'm going to take up for this country, I'm going to honor this country. But when is the last time you've seen that happen? When's the last time you've seen a church, if you was there 25 or 30 years ago, you know. For the last three, four weeks, I've been going through sermons that I preached 50 years ago. Some of my not all read them. But you know, as I was showing my my daughter, I preached on repentance the second service that I was at Calvary Baptist Temple. And then I got out a, a, an outline that I preached just a few weeks ago. You know, I haven't changed. The reason I haven't changed is because the Bible hasn't changed. Repentance is a change of mind, a change of heart. It's a complete change that God works in you from the old sinner that thought he was everything and a piece of pie, God said, you're nothing. And people don't like that. But God will bless you, and he'll bless you, and he'll bless you. So, you know, God has told us to prove all things. And you want you to note how we know. How do we know? Well, when we look at uh, God's Word and we uh, read God's Word and we study God's Word and, and we, we prove something in God's Word, by cross-reference it with another book that talks about it too. Because God may approach it in many different ways, but the message never changes. It never changes. The message never changes. So here in First Thessalonians, you know, chapter 5 and verse 21, that we just quoted a little, little bit of it, you know, he, he tells us, you know, prove all things, hold fast, that which is good. Then he goes on to say what? Abstain from all appearance of evil. Now, it don't make, you know, it don't make you a bad person if you go up and down Main Street with hardly no clothes on. But you don't have a hard time getting anybody to follow you that really knows the word. Because God said, prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Now notice verse 22. Abstain from all appearance of evil. You just want to sustain from all appearance of evil. Now see, and I remember Brother Al Gormley preaching this. He said, you know, because I go into a bar where there's liquor and cussing and gambling, it doesn't mean that I am lost. It doesn't mean going in there, drawing me to lose my salvation. But what it does do is exactly what God said here in the next verse. Abstain from all appearance of evil. I went over to Walmart before I stopped to church, and gave me some filters for my coffee pot. I, you know, I drink coffee. So shame on me. But you know, there was a woman sitting there, and she was bent down, and I kept noticing men was looking. That lady wasn't even conscious of it. She been over, you know, and her. Boobs was hanging out and her butt was showing. Why would a woman dress like that? And you may say, well, it's of your business. You're absolutely right. But as a Christian, as a Christian, what does God say? What does God say as a Christian? He said, abstain from all appearance of evil. Would you want your wife dressed that way? But yes. They confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And you know, when the word confess, how many of you know what the word confess means in relationship to your spiritual belief? Well, confess... Equals to say the same thing or agree. A true belief agrees with the Bible. And the Bible says all nakedness is sin. Well, I happen not to agree with that. Well, you can do that. I mean, I can't tell you what to believe. I'm not trying to try to force you what to believe. But, uh, you know, we need to know what God's word says, and if it's plain enough where we can understand it, I believe God holds us accountable. Now, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12. Notice what Paul said to the church of Corinth. Remember, he's writing to a local Baptist church. He said, Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Now, you said, well, what's that got to do? What did they do when they found themselves naked after they knew God? They made themselves clothing. Is that a Baptist doctrine? Is that a Pentecostal doctrine? It's a Bible statement. It's got nothing to do with being a Baptist, Pentecostal, a Catholic. You are what you are when you take God's Word and says, if it's in God's Word, I believe it. How do we do that? What was the title of this semester? Confidence through discernment. I'm confident of what I believe because I can prove from the Word of God what I believe. Now, if you can't do that, you're going to have a hard time witnessing to somebody. So the only witness you have, which is probably a better witness, is to act out in sincerity your belief. That's much better than talking about it. A true believer is clear about Christ's manifestation. You already in Corinthians? Turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 19. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 19. Here God says, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses against them. Now, what does verse 19 say? If I was to ask you, you know, it's a pencil paper in front of you, just in your own words, what is verse 19 saying? He said, To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. He's not saying they weren't wrong, but he didn't count it against them. That's what he does to me. God paid my sin debt. Jesus Christ paid every sin I ever will, every sin I've ever done and every sin I will ever done. So, He has, in my life and your life, if you're saved, you can claim this verse. This is my verse. Not saying I'm not a sinner. Not saying that I'm not capable of sinning and do sin. but praise God to the wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Jesus is no longer going from town to town, from door to door, from village to village. He sent us. I was there at the hospital, St. Joe Hospital, for two tests. And I, was, I had eight or nine or ten, maybe 15 people all together I'd never seen before. And every one of them asked me, How are you doing, Mr. Vance? God's been good to me. He really has. You may not understand me being here, but he's been good to me. You know. <laughs> and cancer can't take me out. Heart attack can't take me out. A gunshot can't take me out unless it is my opponent time. Oh, I, I think that's that's pretty dangerous truth. Is God in control or not? See? And, and one of the ladies said, So you believe God is sovereign? Amen. Amen. God knew before the foundation of the world that I would be here at St. Joe Hospital talking to you, and you would ask me that question. She said, I. I'm not that strong in the faith. That's not the question of how strong you are in the faith. Do you believe that Jesus died for you, was buried for you, and arose for you? Do you believe if the end of the world came today that you would go right up through this cell in that hospital and never have a leak tomorrow? They look at you like you're nuts. But that's my job. I I don't worry about the looks and the, you know, I don't care what anybody says, it's if they'll let me tell them about my Jesus. That's what it's all about. It ain't about how popular you are and how many people like you. I mean, it's a great thing, church, to know the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when we look into the Bible, we, we find these these answers. And when we look here in Second John, Second John, you know, we find a great truth in this little uh, verse, this little book, you know, that uh, we have with the Lord. We have with so First John, then we go over here to Second John, and we look at verse seven. He said for many deceivers are entering into the world who confess who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. So people say who is the antichrist? The question is is how many of him there is. Because the majority of this world denies that Jesus Christ was God. They deny that Jesus Christ is coming back in the air to take us up out of here. See, I miss my wife like you can't imagine. I see her in everything, but I also see her in that's where your strength is at that's not what somebody thinks illustration fast growing denies that the de- deity of Christ if you're saving you grow so fast in the Lord that you don't need to come to church you don't need to study you don't need to talk about him you don't need a witness for him You grew up too fast. You know what happens when a baby grows too fast? He's awkward. He stumbles, he falls, until he grows out of that age. So when that Christian matures, it's not about them anymore. It's about Christ. You know, we just got to look at those things and we realize, you know, and we look at uh, verse 5 in Second John. And now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which he had from the beginning that we love one another. Love's not a new commandment. We we act like, well, I can't love that person if you only knew what that person done to me, said about me. Do you know was a time when you denied Jesus? You say, oh, I never denied Jesus. When the word is preached and you know it's true and you don't try to the best of your ability to practice it, you're denying him. How do I know that? Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I've made parents mad for 50 years. I said, your children don't love you as much as you think they do. They don't love you as much as you think they do. Because if you love somebody, you're not going to deliberately, knowing, doing something that will hurt them. You won't do it. You may still do it, but you, if you truly love them, it tires you up to see them hurt. Do I disappoint Jesus Christ? Amen. But you're talking about a miserable person on the inside. You're looking at one when I know that I did not make the stand that I should have Brother Steve would you dismiss us in the word of prayer